Okay, welcome to this podcast of the Barefoot Lawyer Reports. Uh, we're, of course, uh, speaking with Chen Guangcheng and also with a pastor from China, actually from Hong Kong, Pastor X. I'm William Saunders, the director of the Center for Human Rights, and Chen Guangcheng is the distinguished fellow with the center. So with the Olympics ending uh, soon, uh, do you think that human rights was uh, properly taken account of by the world. Let me ask Guang Chen first. Do you think that the nations of the world should have participated in the Olympics? I don't think so. Yeah, I think that the whole world should uh, boycott the Olympics in Beijing. So the world should have boycotted? Yeah, my meaning is, that, you know, this is an experience. In fact, 2008, when the Olympics uh, give the op- opportunity to Beijing, the, the, the current party said they will change the human rights situation. But that doesn't work. Uh, you know, 14 years have passed, the human rights situation in mainland China worse and worse. And now, they give opportunity to the Communist Party again. So my meaning is, in the future, we should stop to give any opportunity to the Communist Party. Okay. If if they if they can't stop to prosecute the uh, human rights the activist in mainland China. Yeah. So let's talk about it. So. We're particularly going to talk about Hong Kong uh, today on this podcast. And uh, originally there was a treaty, for those of you who, who don't know this issue very well, I want to give you just a tiny bit of background, but there was a treaty in which uh, Communist China promised to honor the democratic uh, rights of the people of Hong Kong and the democratic institutions, including the freedom of the press. Uh, for a certain period of time, and there's another 27, 28 years to go on that. But today, I think everyone would say that the Communist Party has violated that contract, I mean, that treaty. And so I want to talk about the situation today in Hong Kong, what listeners should know. So first of all, uh, Pastor X, I want to talk to you about the situation of churches and religious people in Hong Kong. Maybe you could say a word about what it was like, say, a few years ago and what it's like now and what the recent events have been. So I would say Hong Kong was the beacon of religious freedom in Asia. People could practice the faith freely with no uh, danger of being persecuted or danger of being, you know, killed or whatever in, in, a, you know, in the past because the colonial government was very favorable to religion, you know, people who practice really. But with the elimination of freedom of press and freedom of speech, freedom of assembly, it's fairly conceivable that the CCP would go after religious freedom next. What kind of things are they doing to limit religious freedom? What have they done, say, in the last, I don't know, four or five? Four or five months. So uh, uh, last two weeks ago, uh, the CCP propaganda newspaper, Tai Kung Pao, they published a series of articles attacking 
Christian churches uh, with two focuses. The first focus is on Christian school. Uh, they claim that 60% of schools in Hong Kong are run by Christians. And a lot of the graduates of those schools participated in the 2019 protests against the government. Because of that, that newspaper thinks that the, the, the government should do something to regulate Christian education because, because you know, those schools are producing graduates who, who would fight against the government. So, so that's the first thing. The second thing is they are talking about imposing more control on, uh, on Christian churches. So uh, back in the 1920s, the British had a very draconian law against Chinese indigenous, uh, Chinese indigenous uh, religion. That law was only on paper. It was never being executed. And yet, um, I guess the CCP is trying to implement that law and put the Western religions like Christian churches into uh, to be included into that law as well. So, so that, rather than get rid of an unjust law that was unjust to the indigenous uh, Chinese religion, they are trying to extend it and impose it on Christian churches. That's right. Well. That's right. In the name of you know giving fair treatment to everyone, every religion. Yeah, so you deny human rights to everyone. Exactly. Exactly. So what that law will impose is, I, I, in particular, the very last article of the law that will enable the government, the executive branch, to go into the church to seize any document without a search warrant. Mm. Mm. That's a very, very troubling sign if they, if they really impose that law on churches. Well, what do you expect that they, I mean, what do you expect, say, in the next, looking ahead, what, how do you expect the situation to change? I think the next step would be to establish a religious affairs bureau like what they do in China, you know, having a religious affairs bureau that specifically control all religions in Hong Kong, making sure that all clergy will be registered with the government. And if they fail to implement, you know, government policy or if they speak, in, or if they speak against the government in the homilies, then they could be stripped of the registration and they can no longer preach or do ministry. Mm -hmm. So again, you take the uh, unjust law in mainland China under which all religions suffer. Exactly, uh, exactly. Which is, they have no religious freedom, the government regulates, regulates the pastors, they regulate the preaching, they regulate the st structure of the buildings. For a Christian church, they might tear down a cross, they might put a, uh, a portrait of Chairman Xi at the front of the church, you might have to sing hymns or songs about how great Chairman Xi is during a Christian service. Exactly. So they want to extend that kind of denial of religious freedom in Hong Kong, or that's what you expect. Exactly, because this, that's the last piece of freedom left. I think they're going to take off, they're going to take away from us fairly soon. So let's talk about that for a second. So you say it's the last piece of freedom left. Tell me, tell the people listening, what are some of the other pieces that have been taken away and maybe you start, and then we'll have Guangxin. So, so we have the freedom of press being taken away with the closure of Apple Daily. You know who is who was uh, you know who was found, which was founded by Jimmy Lai, the very famous Hong Kong Catholic tycoon who who established that Apple Apple Daily Media to speak against the CCP. So he was unjustly arrested last year. 
and he has been in prison since then without having undergone any judicial trial. Well, I, I read that he had been sentenced to 13 years in jail. For multiple charges, but uh, for multiple charges. He was charged with multiple charges, but then for a lot of the charges, he hasn't been even processed. Yeah, yeah. Let, let, me, let me interrupt just for a second and ask Wang Chen about that, because uh, you know Jimmy Lai. Yes. Uh, tell us what, what happened to him in Apple Daily. Oh, yeah, Jimmy Lai is a, is a good uh, businessman, and uh, he has a company, it's a big company, uh, the company name is E-Tranmay, E-Media, and in the E-Media, they have different media, the, the TV, the uh, newspaper, and uh, the magazine, the, yeah, they use, the media is a uh, free media, the company prepared to influence even to try to give Jimmy Lai a lot of money to buy the media, but Jimmy Lai refused it. So later, the company tried to censor uh, to censor the whole media in Hong Kong. Uh, Jimmy Lai continued the media to to publish the truth. What was happening about the rights about the uh, independent judiciary, like that, mm -hmm. about the protest in Hong Kong. So the Khan party very angry, I think very mad about it. So later the Khan party, uh, uh, you know, uh, made a evil law. That law just thinking how to uh, protect the Khan party's power. That is uh, unjust. Uh, yeah, but I want to come, I'll come back to the evil law in a minute, but, but on the last day of publication of Apple Daily, um, there was a newspaper that was published. Do you, did you see that newspaper? Yes, yes. I, in fact, in Hong Kong, they sell uh, more than uh, one million. A lot of people come to buy that, and some uh, netizens send a lot to me. I put them in my office. So she said the uh, Apple Daily newspaper will come back to Hong Kong at that time. I remember that is uh, June 24th. So now you not just Apple Daily newspaper can't print. And even the company put Jimmy Lai and another uh, journalist in jail and tried to sentence them to prison. So, Chen, so in other words, anybody who's listening, a basic human right that's recognized in every human rights treaty, every human rights document there has ever been, domestic or international, guarantees freedom of the press. Because without freedom of the press, you can't learn what's going on, and therefore citizens cannot be responsible members of society. So the Communist Party controls all the media in mainland China, and now it is controlling the media in Hong Kong, shown by its takeover of Apple Daily and imprisoning of Jimmy Lai. Let me ask you about something else, which is... You, you mentioned this evil law because uh, for listeners, I mean, there's several important human rights that have, 
that the uh, impact on democracy directly. One is freedom of the press. One is freedom of speech and uh, the right to vote and the right not to go to jail unless you're treated fairly. So there's no black jails or no secret jails, although we know in mainland China those things exist. But the principles of human rights would preclude that. So let's talk about these protests, which most people will have a sense there have been a lot of protests in China, I mean, sorry, in Hong Kong that went on for uh, uh, several years, but uh, have now largely ceased due to actions of the CCP as well as the coronavirus uh, lockdown measures. But what was the evil law that sparked the protest to begin with? So in 2019, the Hong Kong government wanted to propose an extradition law that would potentially send anyone in Hong Kong to be tried in China under the Chinese court system. Because of that, lots of Hong Kong people went on the street. Uh, in July 2019, 2 million Hong Kong people went on the street, which is like one-third of the population. Wow. One-third of the population. So the, the, but, but the government refused to retract the bill. So the protest went on for another six months until COVID hit Hong Kong. Yeah. So then a year later, July 2020, the Beijing legislature imposed a national security law onto the Hong Kong people. Mind you, it's a Beijing legislature, not a Hong Kong legislature. So this law is very, very, very strict. I mean, anyone who, you know, who were, you know, suspicious of inciting hatred against the CCP, you know, or, you know, being engaged in subversive behavior could be jailed for years or up to a life of imprisonment. Now, I just say, you know, that doesn't sound on its face, people might say, well, that's not unreasonable, but it's the question of how it's defined. Uh, those kind of activities include peaceful protests on the streets in the eyes of the Communist Party. So the kind of thing that is a democratic right is actually being suppressed in the name of democratic freedoms. That's right. For example, there's one guy, uh, he's a veteran pro protester. He's like 75 years old, old man. He was actually trying to protest against the Winter Olympics outside the you know, CCB office in Hong Kong. So he was about to leave home at like 7 o'clock in the morning, but the police beat him. You know, they, the police went to his home and arrested him even before he left his house <laughs> for the protest. So it's how ridiculous it is. I mean, he, had, he hasn't even left his house right. and he was charged for attempting to incite hatred against the CCP for protesting against the Winter Olympics. Yeah. Guang Chen, do you want to say anything about the evil war? Yeah, yeah. yeah that, I think uh, the Khan Party used an evil law to control Hong Kong. Hong Kong is falling to enemy opportunity by the Khan Party now. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Enemy occupation? Yeah, enemy occupation by the Communist Party. So in fact, you know... So you mean that the Communist Party has essentially taken over Hong Kong? Yes, the Communist Party taking over Hong Kong. Yeah, Hong Kong almost like mainland China, just like a, a village in mainland China. So the, how to say, you know, the Communist Party 
very varied Hong Kong's uh, independent judiciary, freedom of speech, and they ask have the free uh, the democracy. You know, since several uh, long years ago, Hong Kong support mainland China to have the human rights, the freedom of speech, like that. So I think the counterparty use that way to try to know what the Western government uh, will respond. So they tried to see how far they could go. Yes, yes, uh -huh. yes, how far they can go. Yeah, I think just because the West government, the response not uh, not strong, so uh -huh. the country think, okay, if we took over Hong Kong, no big problem. Yeah, even all the, of course, the media uh, criticized to the Khan Party to mention about the treaty with uh, England. The Khan Party's State Department said, oh, that treaty is a history uh, document. The meaning is not useful. Uh, well, it's a binding legal document under international law, yeah, so, so maybe somebody should tell the CCP about that. I think, yeah, I think the, the whole world should stop the Khan Party join the, the UN, to stop the Khan Party join any international, uh, uh, how to say, the Organization. organizations, yeah. Yeah, I think that people listening should understand that uh, one of the big issues in the world is the Chinese Communist Party's involvement in international institutions, such as the United Nations, such as the World Trade Organization. And some people have said that the Chinese Communist Party will follow the rules. But what Guang Chen is saying is that if you just look at the way they've treated this, they have treated this binding international treaty with Britain, where they just ignore the terms of it. That just shows you how they will ignore the rules in the UN or the w, WTO, the World Trade Organization. They're dangerous for the rule of law, which is a fundamental, another fundamental principle of a democracy is the rule of law, which means each person is subject to the law. So it's ruled by law, not ruled by people. But if the CCP, as it's taking over Hong Kong, it's no longer the case that the same law binds everybody. Because as Pastor X was saying, when they arrest that man who's going to protest, uh, he hasn't even done anything. So he can't possibly have broken a law. So they're, they're elevating the Communist Party's interests above the rule of law. Let me ask you about uh, something else. Um, uh, I know that in December, the uh, Hong Kong had elections and the Communist Party has told the world that this shows that we don't need to worry about democracy in Hong Kong because uh, they, you know, they just had these elections. What do you think about that? Let me ask Pastor X first and then Guangxin. So that was actually, I mean, not a real election because they have screened out, you know, all the pro-democracy candidates by either arresting them or you know, or disqualifying them so that they could not participate in that particular election. So basically, all candidates in that election were actually pro-Beijing candidates. 
including one priest from the Anglican Church, who has totally caved in to the CCP and and is now part of the member of the Legislative Council. And he's actually he was actually the one pushing for a more uh, draconian regulation on Western churches. Like him being an Anglican priest is doing that. Yeah, I, again, for people listening, uh, religious freedom is a basic human right as well. I mean, if you look at in any, any, any international document like the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, you'll see religious freedom is, is recognized, freedom of the press, freedom of speech, freedom of assembly, uh, and the other rule of law and the other marks of a democracy. But Guang Chen, did you want to say anything about the recent elections in Hong Kong? Yeah, I don't agree with that. Under the, an authoritarian regime, no rule of law, no democracy, no real election. Don't believe anything about the Communist Party. Yeah, the Communist Party can control everything. Yeah, it, so if uh, no freedom of speech, no freedom of media, uh, no another party to uh, how to say to to, to, con say, to contest um, yeah, to yeah. challenge the CCP leader. yeah to challenge no truth right all the companies see that is wrong or wrong that is right or right uh -huh. yeah so don't believe that yeah so I think uh, not just the mainland China not just Hong Kong the Kong party uh, even tried to destroy the democracy system abroad. It upsets global order and security now. So we should think how to stop the how to stop the Khan Party to try to destroy our freedom system and how to resolve the from the problem from a basic I think we have to think how to work together to eliminate it. So you're saying, Guang Chen, that the Chinese Communist Party, which has already destroyed human rights and freedom in mainland China, and which is now doing it to Hong Kong, mm -hmm. will eventually do it to the whole world unless the rest of the world stands up to the CCP. Yeah, in fact, not a will, that is already. It's already the, Yeah, the influence is very deep in the US. So let's just end by saying, if uh, I want to know if you have it, either of you have any final comments that you want to make about the situation in Hong Kong that people listening to this podcast should know. Well, if you know about what the CCP is doing to the Uyghurs, I mean, we must be horrified, right? The big, huge concentration camp, you know, arresting one million Uyghur people there. I mean, the early signs showing that they may, the CCP may replicate the, the strategy to Hong Kong. They have just assigned uh, the Xinjiang uh, anti-terrorist chief mm. to Hong Kong mm. to serve mm. as the chief of the of the People's Liberation Army's garrison in Hong Kong. So. You know, and the, and another high CCP official in Hong Kong, he used to work in Zhejiang, and he used to take down thousands of crosses 
or in, in you know from churches in Zhejiang. So, so I mean, it's it's clear that Xi Jinping is going to take a very hardline approach, you know, towards Hong Kong. If they could do that in Hong Kong today, you know, they could do it to Taiwan maybe yeah. in the next few years, and they could do it to any country in the future. So because of that, we really have to speak out. We have to, you know, let the whole world know about, you know, what the CCP is doing right now to, to protect, you know, democracy in Western countries. Yeah, I just want to say before Guang Chin speaks, again, listeners, just remember, you can't say, well, Hong Kong's part of China. And there is an internet, every country has an international legal identity. And Hong Kong has an international legal identity protected by treaty. It's China has violated that treaty and is taking it over and crushing democracy despite international law. So the people of surrounding countries or the people in uh, South America or in, in uh, Central Asia where they're going to do their Belt and Road Initiative and where CCP influence is growing. I mean, those are direct, kind of right directly in the path of this crushing kind of communist totalitarianism. So Hong Kong, Hong Kong is a, uh, a beacon to the rest of the world about what, is, what the CCP thinks about human rights and democracy. Guang Chen, do you have anything? Else, I uh, I think uh, how to say I want uh, uh, talk more about this. In fact, the Communist Party uh, tried to control the activists in mainland China to surveillance the activists. For example, my case, my situation, the kind of house arrest me seven, 17 years ago, right? Mm -hmm. They use this way to control the uh, activists. And a lot of the international media come to there to try to visit me. They just, use, they just beat them. Mm -hmm. Okay, after that, no big problem. Now the company think, oh, maybe we spend a lot of money, we spend people there to control one family. We can use this way to control all the Uyghurs in Xinjiang. Right. So then, they use this to Xinjiang. And now, before the company put the human rights lawyers in prison, just because they uh, help, they tried to protect the justice, the Western country just talk about that. Not, they didn't do uh, the next step. They didn't respond to it. Yeah. Yeah, and now you can see the Khan Party put the human rights lawyer in Hong Kong to jail. Still no big problem for that. And you mean that nobody made it a big problem for the CCP? Yes, yeah, that is my meaning. And even the Western uh, government still going to Beijing to join Olympics and to work with them, to make a deal with them. Mm -hmm. So I think that is dangerous. So the whole world should let the Khan Party know if it uh, prosecutes the uh, activists, if they destroy the human rights, the universal values, 
we should let them pay the high price. Okay. We'll stop there. Thank you. Listen in next time. We'll come back with a conversation about another human rights issue connected to communist China.